You are listening to Don't Touch My Music, hosted by Kiana and Chardonnay, your go-to podcast for all things music. Okay, so um, we brought back an already familiar guest yeah. to the podcast because we had fun last time we had him on. And yeah. we said we must bring him back yeah. so we can continue talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wiser observer, <laughs> fables and fallacies. <laughs> A bigger lie has never been told. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, we have Wiser Observer, a.k.a. Tuma, a.k.a. my childhood homie, back on yeah. the podcast. Um, and we really, we have no plan for this conversation. We just came in and we're like, let's just talk shit for Tuma because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Again, that's it's, the plan. it's nice to be here. Yeah. All three of us are in some form of disarray <laughs> for, yeah. for, for this episode. Yeah. Uh, so... So it might get rough and tough mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point, but we move, we, we move. go forth and we prosper. So anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tuma, what's, uh, what have you been up to since we last, uh, spoke about oh, you and yeah. your music and stuff? New directions, what's the new la- destinations. Was it last time last year? Mm. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. So, goodness. So, uh, was it of... last year? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it was, it was early last year. Yes, it was. Mm. I'm just re- I'm just remembering the landmarks in my head now. Ah, mm. <laughs> uh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Fiverr has been doing well. Goodness, I think we're delayed. Fiverr has been doing well. Nice. Um, but I've not released any new music as of yet. Well, first of all, I got hacked this year, which has never thought that could ever happen to me. Yeah. So like a lot of my yeah, stuff, like crazy. I had to make sure my laptop was safe and make sure my mm-hmm. like my buyers on Fiverr they weren't compromised and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was easily one of the most rattling things in my life. <laughs> it was I, I felt yeah. so vulnerable. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but it I was better crazy now. When you were telling me, I don't. <laughs> I was like, like yes, sir. Because like almost getting into my email account, I was like, gee, yeah. again, luckily yeah. for Google is like on top of this stuff. And they're like, Where, why is this account from this country you're not from trying to get into your email? Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So imagine, like, like, Say less. Say less. So if that was compromised, it would have been done. But otherwise, yeah. the music is there. Um, I think there's just a couple of features missing. And then mm. I have to work on the the content is shot for. I just have to work nice. on the album art and I think a couple more features and a couple of songs and then it's done. So I'm hoping like middle of this month or maybe September that's what's gonna be out. But I thought things good. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned Fiverr last time. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So like Tuma basically works on commission with music. Mm. What do you do all on Fiverr? It's production. And you write verses? Featuring, ghostwriting. So when I first started out, featuring, ghostwriting, and voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I've expanded. So now I have those three. And okay. then also writing poetry, uh, creating content, mm-hmm. and 
and uh, some more thing. I forgot what it is. Oh, I recently put up now a, a rap coaching gig. So I've only had like three clients now, but like it seems to be something what people want. So hey, I just for me, I just want to try oh, out nice. everything okay. and then cool. just keep making it more and more efficient because I like money, guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we 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 in this economy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, and go. I just want to say, going back to the songs um, that you were talking about, like the album as an album, right? You wanted to release, like, what what are the songs about? What inspired you with this um, album? Um, so no, not an album, but I do. Okay. Re- I do record like it is an album. Then I release singles week mm. for week. Okay. So inspiration for me. I think in university was the only time where I really felt inspired to make a song. So the way I do it now is just write. And then sometimes you do stumble on inspiration, which is great because you knock out the song within 10 minutes because everything is just flowing. But majority of the songs I record first, the following week, listen back and then refine the following week, work on the beat, following week on the mixing and stuff like that. Because I feel now like if if I have a cutoff, then I can't. That way I don't have to go crazy about like, is it good or is it not? I just use my gut and then just mm. go on there. That's yeah. the easiest way to do it. And funnily enough, like me doing that, I start to hear the melodies better. So like I already have something I'm humming and then I just have to put words to it. So for me, putting writing the words is very easy because as a rapper, mm-hmm. like you can write it down and you can see the technicalities and what you're trying to do for me it's making a chorus or a hook that is very tough because that's the item mm. that you want people singing along yeah. so if that doesn't work you can have the most exactly. amazing lyrics but nobody's it's a song it's supposed to be about the sonics so like yeah as inspiration is great but yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen as often as it used to Okay. And then like when you experience like creative blocks, right? Because yeah. I know like we all experience creative blocks. Like how do you how do you manage that? Or how you do how do you deal with that? Like again, like luckily for me, I just have to if I'm if it's that week, I try to at least write the hook. And then that way, okay. even if it's garbage, that way I'm also okay with it because like, I know I can't write anything. This is going to be garbage, but finish it. The pandemic, right, with like all the restrictions mm. and whatever, it had a big effect mm. on the music industry. So I want to know if that changed the way that you perceive your music or changed your creative process. Because I know that for a lot of people, like a lot of the musicians that I've spoken about how they did things during the pandemic, they had to shuffle things around because obviously restrictions were in place. They couldn't go to the studios that they normally go to, stuff like that. So has it like altered your process in any way? Um yes i think one of the things that ended up happening because of the pandemic so first of all i, I forget how wild the time was <laughs> um <laughs> it became where like because usually i just write the lyrics down and then figure out the delivery but because i was staying with that time when we were all in quarantine i was staying with my mother my sister um her kid and it was just it was a lot so I had to start recording, mm. regardless of how I felt about the delivery, just so I could remember the melody. And But now I do that now. As soon as I write, I record it down. That way I don't have to figure out the delivery later. So that was dope. Um, in terms of like 
performing and stuff. <clears throat> that was, I never really liked performing. For me, it just seemed like too much of a hassle to the, 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 the outcome didn't balance out with how much input I had to put in. You have to memorize the songs, perfect how you're gonna be on stage. And then majority of the time you're getting paid peanuts or not getting paid at all. So I was just like, mm. it's just not worth it. So for me, the live performance thing didn't really affect me. But yeah. outside of that, the for me, I like I really write from experience. But like if you're always in quarantine, it became mundane after such a long time and I could mm -hmm. not write about anything. So that's where that thing came in because I had no inspiration. So I just had to start writing yeah. Yeah. regardless. That's so crazy. Cause like I, I do visual art, right? Not so much auditory <laughs> art at all, <laughs> but, um, I do visual art and I can just like, I can do that wherever because I'm either picking up a pencil or a pen and like doodling or, you know, going in Photoshop and drawing over there, mm -hmm. or I'm taking my phone and taking pictures and like editing the pictures or whatever. But like, I don't think very many people stop to think about how much um, musicians put their experience into their music mm -hmm. and how much the pandemic must have just been a stage of stagnation and a half yeah. because it's like, what are we actually <laughs> every day we're yeah. doing the same shit, but like at home, <laughs> like we don't really, we are not really out there living life right now. We're kind of all on pause in this like really, in this like really strange way where we have no option but to be on pause you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's not like you could really do anything about it um yeah. and like that then like makes me want to ask you how much of your life do you share in your music like mm -hmm. are you like all in or are there things where you're like okay let me just make a young boundary here because that would be like overshare or are you just comfortable letting it all out because this is a release or that's funny that you bring that up because i've had someone ask me the same question i think just recently um i usually what i put in my mm. music uh stuff are already processed um i don't treat uh, making music as a journal um because that just doesn't work for me i've tried it before it just doesn't work for me for me i need to understand what happened because that way i can be technical about it that way i can be like okay what word should i use to try and make it to try and capture this emotion um if i try and treat it as a journal okay. it's gonna be a rubbish song regardless even though it's gonna be high emotion it's not gonna make a good song J journals are great but that doesn't mean you can also just write a novel these things like require finesse <laughs> so if i understand my emotion yeah. i can make a song about it so like if once I understand it, I'm okay with sharing it. I think I think Ghana, you know this about me. It's like if I can make a joke about like anything bad in my life, then I know I fully understand yeah. it. <laughs> then I know I can put it in a song. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But everyone's different than me. I don't think I I don't think I've ever heard a musician put it that way. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, I want to ask oh, y'all a question. Look, I can look. Oh. Oh. Okay. Ooh, okay. Not the switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> y'all's input on AI and musicians right now. Where do you think this is heading? Terrible place. <laughs> it's scary. To me, it's just a scary, plain out scary. Hello. I'm terrified i hate there's like this account there's like a couple of accounts on tiktok yes that make other musicians, it, other musicians oh my songs. god i'm like no no uh -uh. no no uh -uh. 
stop it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's scary. It's I really scary. But I, I'm stop. wondering, like, would they like? I don't know. I I don't know. I can't even imagine, like, like start to imagine, like, how AI would like take over, like, with music. That's just crazy. Like, it's just unreal. What do you think? Because you you remember, like, they started. Okay, well, this is not the music industry. This is the fashion industry. Remember, mm-hmm. they had like this virtual model. Yes. And this virtual model was like booking gigs yeah. with like big um brands. Like, mm-hmm. do you think like they would do that with music? Like, make a virtual artist and like have them with the AI sound have have their vocals be. Uh, yeah. So I, the like that's scary. 100%. The virtual artist thing already exists. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, uh, they have ooh. a super, super famous virtual artist. People That's actually crazy. go to the concerts yeah. and stuff to see a hol. It's a hologram. She's a hologram. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's obviously it's. I don't think the music is AI generated. I think that's actually somebody who's singing. But mm. the face of the voice is this hologram. It's like an anime girl, basically, mm-hmm. but like a three D one. Mm. Um, so I think that will continue to happen like i remember i was already really uncomfortable with the hologram situation um in terms of people posthumously using holograms of musicians on stage like musicians that had passed away yeah that already made me uncomfortable in the past because i was like that's a bit weird (laughs) like my my brain my brain couldn't adjust to me knowing that they had passed but i'm also seeing them on stage in a way that's almost realistic um so the ai thing freaks me out because first of all the way robots are developing already freaks me out yeah so now you're telling me i must be concerned about the robots and the ai <laughs> and it, it <laughs> yeah no it only freaks me out because <laughs> we're gonna become redundant as a as a species yeah. mm-hmm. and that's and that's a bit insane to me i was like i feel like we've lived through enough <laughs> why <laughs> Why do we have to deal with AI and yeah. scary robots? Sophie the robot. Oh my god, no. she terrifies me. Mm-hmm. She terrifies me in big ways. I'm so scared of her. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, but like the, the AI thing, um, where it is right now in terms of for music specifically, you can tell at least when it's AI. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of vocals, yeah. at, at the very least, yeah. instrument instrumentals are different. Beats and instrumentals are a bit different. You can't yeah. necessarily tell with that. But no. with vocals, you can at least tell. So it's like a little less daunting. But the truth of the matter is that AI learns from experience. I was just about to say. So it's just going to keep getting better. better. And like we're already seeing how terrible that's going with images and videos. And yeah people creating things that don't exist and other people thinking that the things are real are real mm. and it's um, moving so quickly and that's what it's moving quickly me. and moving to very dangerous areas mm-hmm. where like they they started creating like porn of people who don't do porn just yesterday i saw a video of a girl on tiktok being like somebody fucking dm me on my instagram and sent me pictures that i have posted on instagram where I'm fully clothed, but in that version, I'm naked. And I've Hello? never taken these pictures before. No, no, no. And like, it, you see, so it's already it's already getting to really dangerous territories. And like the only reason that, that's the one reason that I think it's scary. Because it's just not regulated. Uh, yeah. It's not regulated. It's going to have to be. We're going to see laws starting to develop because yeah. of AI. Mm-hmm. But until those laws come into fruition and until we start seeing real consequences for the people who do stuff like this, 
I'm going to continue to be scared of it because <laughs> it could be literally anybody. This girl is just like a random girl. You know what I mean? On the internet who's just living her life. Uh, and I'm like, is that not terrifying? To yeah, that's, that's <laughs> crazy. I, I think there was, I, I, I do have hope though, because like, especially when Chad GPT came out, um, there was a student. Well, Chad I don't GPT know what, is what, uni what universe. It's, it's very fun. It's, I, but even at that time, when I first started like, like checking it out, I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. But also that's when my fear yeah. started coming. I was like, this is yeah. way too impressive. Uh, but anyway, yes. um, so like my hope is still there because there was a guy who won university student, an American guy. He had invented some software to be able to tell when it's cr when the essay is um, from an AI yeah. or actually written. So I, I do have hope in that sense. So like that way you can run stuff or video through some software to make sure that like it's actually legit. But yeah. that's the only hope I'm holding on to, and that hope is a thread. <laughs> no, yeah, because I'm, because like I'm saying, is it not a bit insane that that's gonna have to be us in the future? We're gonna have to double verify, triple verify. I just had a thought, right? Like yeah. with the AI stuff, like for songwriters, do you think like in the future they would need songwriters because like the AI can write mm. lyrics? So what what do you think about that? Um, it's so funny. I think I, I worked with some guy on on Fiverr last year and he was making an app for a rap ghostwriter. And so what he was doing was just buying um, a bunch of rappers to write a bunch of lyrics so he can obviously feed the algorithm so he can learn. Mm -hmm. And so I think not, I think it's going to become a dead art. I think the only people who will survive is people who have, have a fan base, but I don't think it's going to be one of those territories who'll be like, you'll be credited for your skill anymore because it won't mm. be it. I, it's it's, yeah. it's very frightening. I think a lot of, I think what scares me about AI is that, first of all, like computers and cell phone technology is great in terms of performance. Like you have a lot of shit to do. It makes it more efficient. AI is scary because it kills creativity. It kills yeah. it yeah. absolutely. And that's the frightening yeah. thing. Because if as humans, that's our most impressive trait we find ways to do things. And if mm -hmm. we don't have that, we are redundant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, really. Because like, um, I actually, one of the rap groups that I follow, um, Epic High, the, like the frontman of, of the trio, he actually asked chat GPT. He was like, write me an Epic High style rap. Interesting. And it actually did really well, despite an epic high style rap having to be in both Korean and English. Interesting. Mm. And it actually did really well. Like he posted it and he was like, it genuinely sounds like it almost sounds like us. Mm. Like, but you can tell it's like not quite, but it yeah, almost, almost sounds like us. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, I think that's actually what we're going to start getting is like really repetitive types of yeah. um, types of lyrics and right. forms of songwriting, which I think is why songwriters won't necessarily become redundant. I think mm. they will become, maybe they will have to really hone in on having a style of their own. Oh mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Rather, right. rather than becoming like, rather than being a songwriter for like, you know, the general audience of musicians mm, okay. who work with songwriters or whatever, mm. they're going to have to make it 
their own. So it's gonna have to be, you know, this songwriter's style that mm. people are after, rather than any song about this topic. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Um, that's that's the feeling that I get. Of course, I could be completely wrong. Like one never actually fucking knows with this shit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just that's the feeling I get because um, so far a lot of the AI generated stuff has been very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Even the types of photos that it generates and stuff. Uh, yes, yeah. it generates photos of people we've never seen before, but they all look more or less the same. same. Like if you see the the photos that AI generates of like group settings, mm-hmm. all of the people look really similar <laughs> to mm-hmm. each other. Like you could mm-hmm. say it was a family of like people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think until until AI gets to a point where it can make genuinely unique content, mm. we are still winning. Mm. But once mm-hmm. it learns, once it learns those things, it's over for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about talking about creating um unique content, like mm. Tuma for you mm. in the Let's say the recording process or writing process. Like, what is your f- most favorite thing in that? Like, just making music in general. What is your, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I like uh, those rare occasions when I do get inspiration. But after that, I really like when I write something down and in my head it doesn't sound dope, but I try it out. Because oh, I always try, let, let, me, let us hear it. And, and it sounds amazing compared to what's in my head. I really like those moments because it, it, it confirms that I'm overthinking this. I'm overthinking mm. this. Because like it's, it should just be fluid. They, I, look, I, this is just for me. There are some artists who have to work on some stuff for days, weeks. Fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine for them. It's again, it's all creative. There's no one way to go to down to that bed. But for me, those kind of moments, it makes me feel much better because I am definitely overthinking. Because you're trying to catch, yeah. in essence, you're trying to catch a vibe or a mood. If you think, overthink it way too much, it starts losing that potential. And that yeah. is the worst. Because now yeah. this yeah. is not, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> And yeah. that is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's not fun and it's not authentic as well. Yes, yeah, authentic is 100%. More, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and that's so crazy because for me, <laughs> when I when I was making music... When I, <laughs> you were a musician? When I was, <laughs> what genre were you making? I used to make... He was, he was an R- R&B. R&B, R&B. hip-hop kind of nice thing. Nice, yeah. When I'm... <laughs> When I made music, right, yeah. the the thing that I enjoyed the most about making music is actually, like, the mixing and mastering, like, mm-hmm. putting the song together. Because, like, okay, writing would be, writing would not be so tough um, because, like, I would be, like, inspired, like, very often and I would just put my experiences into, like, my music, like we were just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love the most is, like, when I actually record the song and I sit with the producer and we actually, like, mix and master and, like, put it together. I love that because then I can hear the tone of my voice and how I would want it to sound and 
where I want this to be placed or if I want to bring back a, a verse or like a little snippet of something that I said. So like actually like putting the music together is what I love because it's just like, it's fun. I don't know. It's it's just fun. It's like creative. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I just love that's that That's my part. least favorite part of the process. No, really? Oh but my God. that's because you're the one doing the mixing yeah, of the Bad. You have the degree. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, it makes sense because yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm just next to the producer. I'm like, okay, can you do this? Okay, I like this, but can you move this? Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. But I enjoy that I, part. I, yeah. I do enjoy that process if I'm doing it for other people's music. Not mine. Because I'm just, I'm tired yeah. of hearing this shit, bro. Like, it's... it's okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's so funny how like universal that feeling is, <laughs> right? Because when I was in art school and we were working on a project for like a month, right? Mm. By the end of the project, I was like, I'm so sick of my own drawing. I don't like it anymore. I don't like it anymore. I can't even really explain it anymore. No, for real. Because I'm not sure what happened between yeah. my first idea and what the outcome was. It's been reviewed by so many people mm. that gave so much input that it became theirs and mm. no longer mine and that's For like real. that's like one of the things that um i always like asking people like do you think it's worth it mm. going into education like formal like tertiary education mm. for creative fields like music and like art as somebody who's going to be the musician or the artist not the person who does the technical stuff because that you obviously have to learn <laughs> personally no i don't think it's worth it at all uh, let, let me say this i am very yeah. grateful that i went to study sound production i made a lot of great yeah. films i had great a, a great experience but yeah. i would have saved a lot more money and a lot more time if i had just mm -hmm. interned somewhere for a year i would have yeah. the only thing because i learned the quickest when because i was that the university put us in internships because it was part of the requirement i learned more in those times with the lecturers again they're very great people but like the theory and writing down and taking tests you you yeah. don't learn that way because most people who are in creative fields we're not academically inclined like that so yeah, we need that experience firsthand so i don't yeah. think it's necessary or important at all if you have the money go for it because is great being around other creators it's fucking mm -hmm. dope but yeah. otherwise absolutely not and also like yeah. everything i learned there i ended up for my practical test i ended up having to go on youtube to relearn that stuff anyway so like it's just as <laughs> <laughs> for me it's yeah. pointless but if you have the money absolutely go for it yeah um you see i feel the same way because i I've mentioned this multiple times and I mentioned it multiple times in life as well. I went to art school <laughs> in Cape Town. Mm. Um, and like by the end of it, I was proud of myself mm. for graduating and I was proud of myself for making as much art as I made. Mm. But I was also like, <laughs> what a waste of three years. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, right, for the Photoshop, I think the Photoshop well, the whole Adobe suite, really. Mm. I think those lectures were the most valuable mm. as a graphic designer. Mm. But in that case, you can take a course that's just that yeah. in right. like six, six months. months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was there for three years. Yeah. <laughs> 
doing multiple things. It's granted, I did printmaking, I did um, figure drawing, I did like, what's it called? Still life drawing, I did painting, I did a lot of cuck that at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't use. Yeah, <laughs> They're not skills I use. Yeah. And like, I, mm. I like feedback. I'm fine with feedback because I like to learn and I like to grow. I really thrive as somebody who loves learning shit if i could always be a student i would because <laughs> i enjoy learning so much yeah but i started hating the feedback sessions in art school <laughs> she's like i hated it <laughs> yeah no i hated it because i was like this is what i want but the teachers were like but you have to do it do this, way. this way and i'm like but that's not what i want <laughs> that's not what i want i understand you want it to look a certain way but that's not what my art looks like looks please like. stop it yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. was so, yeah. it was so frustrating to month after month week after week finish a brief and get to the end of the brief only to be like i don't fucking like this mm, i don't yeah. like this because this is not what i originally intend yeah. intended to make creative fields are really there for you to just be yeah and make yeah. and the people who like what you what you make will always be there absolutely and yeah but i don't like that we have like that when you go and study it you get molded into this little yeah very specific box Mm. because because they want you to have the same technical skills yeah that every artist has and i'm like okay but i'm not interested in those technical skills skills. because that's not the direction i'm trying to take with my art you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i'm Mm -hmm. also grateful i made lifelong friends at Mm. art school i learned a lot of stuff But I wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like I was thinking like with music school, like because like um, in Rotterdam there is a music school where you can you can study vocals, and like they were like training your vocals and training you to like to sing pop and different kind of genres. And I'm like, okay, but I could just go to like a vocal teacher yeah. and like she could just teach me because like my vocal coach she graduated from Berkeley, mm-hmm. so I'm like. Why am I? Why would I go to like yeah. the music school when I could just go to like my vocal coach who graduated from Berkeley? She can teach me mm. like everything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And and to like you said, sorry, and to like you said, like with the with the um lecturers, like they're gonna like mold you into what they want you I to agree. sound like. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring. And up. I'm like, if I don't want to sound like this, <laughs> like why are you teaching me this? Because then, when when I have a vocal exam or whatever and i sing it my way you're gonna be like no it doesn't sound right (laughs) and i'm gonna be like okay but this is how i want to sound (laughs) so yeah 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 it's hard that's a downside of like these kind of institutions like you because like there's a lot of artists who i personally don't like but they have a huge following so clearly it works for them so like Mm these it's it's hard i had my one of my favorite lecturers was um, the way he would do assignments was like, especially when it came to the mix, he taught the mixing side of the course. Um, he would make us justify our reasons because that way he can't just mark off this sounds bad or this sounds good. He'll be like, why did you make yeah. this decision? And if mm. it makes coherent sense, you, you'd get a high grade because if you are just yeah, yeah. willy kneeling about, then you know you can't justify it. And then that way you'll get a bad grade. I love that guy that to sense. this day. Yeah, yeah. He caught so we much had, <laughs> Yeah. We had we had that same situation in art school because like we'd um so we'd finish a project, we'd go around everybody's stuff and everybody had to explain their projects and we'd have a debrief, we'd get feedback, whatever. 
that's how we'd get graded because we didn't actually do exams. Um, our exams was like collecting everything we made in that in that academic year, putting it up in an assigned space, and then you know the teachers look it over and they debrief your whole year. That's basically what our exams were like. So we'd have the debrief where you would explain why you did things the way you did, but we like we had to use so much theory in that as well. Mm. So it couldn't be like it felt right mm. in my soul to do it this way. It had to be like I chose the color blue because blue elicits this feeling. Mm. That's <laughs> like <a> blue <laughs> is a corporate color, so I would put it in a corporate logo. Yeah, type of thing like that. And like I used the sans serif font because I wanted to be light on the eyes or whatever. Like you know, we had to use the theory that we were learning, which makes sense. That's how education works in general. That's how yeah. exams are for any course, even with our music management course. We had to like put in everything that we learned in the year in our exams mm -hmm. but um in art it just feels so silly mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels so silly it feels so silly to do that because you're meant to be experimenting <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. so i feel like you're meant to be going i don't know it just felt right to do it like this so i did it like this and it was cool <laughs> like, and that's fine and that's fine so yeah it's just I don't know, man. But look, there are some people who really thrive off of getting these forms of education. Yeah. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy because even with our music management course, like it was when I came, when we, when I started it, it was like completely different to what I expected it to be. Did mm -hmm. you, did you expect it to be the way that it was? Kind of. Well, I mean, because I saw the whole syllabus. I did as well, but I was like, Okay. <laughs> I, I, look, it was it was slightly different. It was a lot more. Well, we get taught um, stuff like negotiation skills. We get taught. Oh, I marketing. see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like the... we get taught research skills. We get taught um, also the like the theory behind like artist management mm, okay. and event yeah. event yeah. management okay. stuff like that. Yeah, but they did a good twist on it because like if we if we had negotiation skills, like I remember that class we negotiated like an artist with a record label, right? Was it that? Um, we did. It. We've done it like twice. So the one was like Taylor Swift to collaborate with like Coca Cola. Oh yeah, so a, a brand partnership, and then yeah, and then the other one was the record label. Deal record label. So they would like make us negotiate with like the contracts and what is better for the artist or what is better mm, for the label okay. and stuff like that. So things things like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I wish that a lot more of our of our modules were practical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think we would have learned it so much better. Yeah. Like the and negotiation I, was very practical. We we did it like every year of our course. We had some kind of a negotiation that we had to do and it was practical. Um but there were so many other things that I was just like I wish we could actually apply this cuz my yeah. my brain would understand it a lot better. Mm -hmm. And it would just be more useful for our career because we're going to mm -hmm. jump into this and we're going to have to immediately start applying these things. But we don't know what it feels like to do that. Like um, with the, like with the, like okay, so like with the event stuff, we got we got chance to like actually put it to practice, so that was cool. Yeah. With the art, with a bit of the artist management stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but what I would have loved is like with the with like the marketing stuff, like if we actually exactly. like did a project 
where we actually applied the marketing instead of just doing theories so like making a marketing plan or like making a social media plan or just doing the research like like actually apply it so like no yeah for real and like tuma was saying earlier like a lot of creatives are not you know like academically inclined like that yeah. so like putting those practicalities in it would be like you know like much easier for yeah. us to learn and understand so mm-hmm. yeah 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 um tuma did you guys have like obviously you guys had to make tracks and stuff mm. but did you guys have to ever put together like a concert or something to showcase what you guys are doing how did how did you how <laughs> she's like how <laughs> the word the wasn't coming first year was a lot of theory um mm. second and third were fantastic because there's a lot of practicality um we did for our last our last year have to throw a concert but to be fair um this was because so, so at the, the, your final year, you have mm. to um, get a certain amount of hours interning somewhere. So yes, usually, like, in the beginning, they'd be like, okay, these are the companies we have. Um, you guys email us and say where you want to be put. But obviously, there's some students who just skip that whole part. And then, so, like, mm. as, a, as they throw us a bone, they're like, okay, let us, you guys throw a concert and we'll count it towards your internship. Um, so like oh, that wow. one, I wasn't going to go because for me, I put my hours in, I worked at Rock in the Daisies, but I was like, yeah. fine, like my, these are some of my friends. So let's just all tune in, chip in and help them out. So that was really dope. And funnily enough, it was a small event, maybe like 40 people were there. Funnily enough, if I hadn't come, my friend made the majority of the audience. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. So I did pitch yeah. in. It. So it was, it was nice. And also I learned a lot more about things that can go wrong. That, yeah. that, that concert and Rocking the Daisies, my word, things fall <laughs> apart so quickly. So quickly. So yeah. quickly. I remember for Rocking the Daisies, um, so for, for us, we're intense. So it was majority of the time lugging stuff and just, you know, these mundane stuff that mm-hmm. they don't have to, like, too complex for us because we don't know anything. So uh, I think it's yeah. the band 1945, I think that's what they call 1975. Na- nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> the, Br- the, Br- the British artists. <laughs> so they had so much stuff. And then they had a guitar case that we couldn't lift it up the stairs because the stairs were too narrow. So they had to get a yeah. bulldozer to lift it up to one of the stages and then that way the other guys could come pull it off. And the one, the person who was supervising us, he was like, you guys stay back because if y'all get hurt in this, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be worth it. But then like, yeah, yeah, they just didn't plan for that happening. They had gotten the yeah. deck right and everything, but the stairway was too narrow for their shit. And then I think Nasty Sears, at some point, he came late. No, the person before him came late, so he had to be moved mm-hmm. up. And it's just chaos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's really the getting the getting the practical experience for stuff like that. You learn so fast. It changes, yeah, yeah. it changes the game in mm-hmm. your yeah. education completely. Mm-hmm. Completely. And, like, these are, these are the experiences that made it easier for us mm-hmm. to mitigate, like, awkward situations where shit was going wrong because we had an artist not show up for one of our events so we had to troubleshoot that because it was our artist and it was our event we were responsible for that other people other groups artists were also there 
but it was our artists that didn't show up to our own event so we had to like mitigate that situation by giving other artists like extra time Time, or moving people up and ending the event earlier than we expected yeah um stuff like that and i'm like i wouldn't have gotten that sitting in a classroom you know what i mean to just just to um bring it rain it back in again because Mm. we went from like ai to education (laughs) (laughs) first of all we went from too much music to to education listen and so now i'm gonna bring it back to too much music Mm. um where 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 do you think the future is going to take you with your music like or where do you want to go in the future rather what are your plans let's say I think regardless of, I, I have a very strong feeling that my fiber is going to be way more um, successful than, let's say, my internet presence, uh, which I'm okay mm-hmm. with. And I don't think yeah. I'll ever stop making music um, because yeah. I do I do like releasing stuff, even because there'll be days when I, when I'm, when I finish the song and I come back to it like two weeks later, I'm like, this was really good. And I can like sing mm-hmm. to it and stuff like that. But I think my future plans would be like, for me, I, w- I want a decent following on the internet because then again, this is for me just to leverage it because I do yeah. feel like content creation is going to be a very more viable option in the future. And mm. especially with the way the internet is so fragmented now, um, it doesn't really matter. Because I remember, like, in, especially in the earlier days, music had to be curated and catered to, like, will your fan base like this? Now, yeah. if mm. your fans rocks with you, they'll just like what you put out. If you're yeah. at least put effort into it, their fan base will just right. rocks with you. So, like, I like that idea. And having that with Fiverr, and then I hope to have at least one more stream of income so I can have three. Because like right now yeah. it's just Fiverr, and in the months where like the cash is low, my whole life is rocked. Like now I can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. So like yeah. I want to be able to have if this month is low with this item, I can at least rely on that and so forth and back and forth like that. So that is my mm-hmm. plan. Something still music related. Because I don't think yeah. I could do the rigidness of nine to five. I've just, I've been doing this Same. for way too long now. It'll be such yeah. a hard adjustment. And the older you yeah, get, yeah. you just, you know who you are. So it's just tough to change yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully yeah. that's how I want to go in forward. And I do like working from home. Absolutely. You know, you know, I'm always the one that's going to say you're going to blow up one day. Because I, <laughs> I, I strongly believe it, but I want to know mm. when you do when you do blow up what do you think you're going to be like as a famous person <laughs> oh arrogant as hell i'm going to cut everybody off i'm going to be like this is all me i never had any help <laughs> <laughs> no that's very interesting because i had a friend say this to me as well and i think now that i'm older i i, I do i have a lot of sympathy for even celebrities who blow up young that's yes. your identity yes. and then naturally things fall off everything comes to an end so i can't imagine the crisis you're in when your whole identity is turned around being famous and then you're not as famous as you once were so i think at my Mm -hmm. age i think i'll be okay because Mm -hmm. i've been humbled enough by life 
to be a decent yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like I even for me like even if I don't blow up, it's fine for me because like now I've I'm at a point where I really enjoy making music. Whereas before I was yeah, like awesome. I was hungry. I was like now nah, I need to be I, I was making music for the wrong reasons. I I felt the need to be validated. And mm. my friends like my music. That's all that really mattered for me. Like it's, if I was making yeah. something and people like it, that's really all that boils down to. So I think I would be okay. Me and Chardonnay had this conversation before <laughs> for like in an episode that we just never released. Mm. But I, I, I said that I think Chardonnay would also do really well yeah. as a famous person. <laughs> but I think I would do terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand what you mean. I think it, you, you yeah. just couldn't take it anymore. You'll just be like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So that's what I was... Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's literally exactly what I said to Chardonnay. I think I would become more of a recluse than yeah. I already am. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. already a homebody, yeah. but I still show up yeah. when I need mm-hmm. to show up. Show you know up. what I mean? Right. I right. would not show up when I need to show up. <laughs> <laughs> when... <laughs> when you're famous you're surrounded by other famous people mm-hmm. so i must just look beyonce in the eyes and be fine. but let's talk about having a conversation with beyonce what are no. you gonna say no i'd have to run away i'd have to be like i'm so sorry beyonce but my my anxiety does not account for this i was not yeah. prepared yeah. <laughs> so let's say the podcast really really blows up mm. Right, and we start getting gang followers. People know our faces. People know our names. I'm okay with that because I'm strictly an online persona. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But as soon as it starts bleeding into my personal life, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shut down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna I remember like, I'm Trevor Noah like, was here a couple of years ago. And that time I was working at the theater NTN. So he was performing there. And I remember yeah. my boss, she was um, upset at how cold he was. And at the time, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, why has he been so mean? It's not like he's it's a big, you're successful. Why are you not doing this? But like with time, yeah. I'm just realizing I can't imagine because he was on a tour. I can't imagine yeah. every day you're performing jokes, jokes, jokes. You have to go back. You're most likely at a hotel and you have to think about yeah. PR and the marketing stuff you have to do. And then next week, another place. Next week, another place. And I remember and there was one look at faces. 100%. And there was one time I didn't realize what I was looking at back then. And then so the sound guy leaves and I'm backstage and I'm looking at this dude. And he's just looking at the ground. And at the time I was so confused. But looking back now, I'm like, that dude was just tired. He yeah. was fucking tired. He was <laughs> tired and thinking about everything he still had to do. <laughs> Right. Precisely. It's exhausting like, speaking to people you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You exactly. see and new like, faces every day speaking to people you don't know. It's yeah, like a lot exactly. of energy. And you and you get the and you get like that rush from performing. Yeah. Right. So and from being in front of a lot of people oh my God. Who, who love you and who love what you do <sighs> yeah. and who are who are validating everything that you do. Yeah. And then you step off that stage mm. and it's just silence. It's <laughs> that 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 is gone and then you go to a hotel room where yeah. you're most likely alone. Yeah. And let's talk about let's talk about the energy you have to put in for every performance. Crazy. Oh my goodness. There was this one time I had to I was in a singing competition and I think we had to perform twice. 
that mm-hmm. night. But like, I was like really young that time. And um, like during my performances, like I would just go walk outside, go to my mom or like just even get something to eat. And every time I passed, like I would always see someone that knows me or someone I know. And they were, I was like, Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Chardonnay. So, you know, I needed to stop and say, hey, or just chill with them for a while and then go back to the backstage dressing room and then i would have to go perform Uh, there was this one night girl i had a massive headache i had a massive headache and i just had like a i don't know like i wasn't seeing straight a migraine yes and i was just like on the side of the stage like crying and i had a headache and they were like chardonnay can't come on stage right now and I was like, no, because it was a lot. Like, I just had a headache. And I was like, I couldn't deal with the lights on the stage. I was like, no, no, not tonight. Not tonight. See, that would be me every night. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was crazy. That was that really crazy. all the time. After we're done talking an immense amount of shit, um, we, we transition into, like, this corner that we call our... Well, the segment that we call our small talk corner, where... Normally, me and Chardonnay ask each other a question that might have nothing to do with anything, or it might. It just depends on how we feel that day. Um, And then we also each provide like two songs that we've been listening to a lot. Um, So you have the option to then ask us a question if you would like. Um, And also give us two songs. (laughs) That you would, okay. that you would. So, you know if you're down to ask us a question, you may do so now. <laughs> Let's say you have someone mm-hmm. big. Um, to what extent, if they said, if they said we want to edit the podcast uh, because we want it, we don't want our our, our celebrity to look mm-hmm. a certain way. What extent would you allow that? that freedom to that other guest on your own podcast? Um, so for me, I would, um, I would say, let me edit it how I normally edit it. Because mm-hmm. I am, would like Sharini can tell you, I'm really careful with what I edit out and what I leave in. Because most um, of the time, because most of the time I would review before she posed, but sometimes I don't, I don't get a chance to review, but I, I'm okay with it because I know she mm-hmm. edits very carefully so i would i would say let me edit it and or let us do it right and then i'll send you the edited version and if Mm -hmm. there's anything from there that you want me to remove i will remove it yeah okay yeah Yeah. so because i i have always given chardonnay that option from the beginning despite me being the one that's editing it i'm like this is the edited version because there's even while we're recording there's often stuff where we're like we need to edit this part out mm-hmm. or I need to start this uh, over because yeah. we like jumbled the words uh, or whatever. So those are the obvious uh, things that I take out. But then sometimes <clears throat> there are things where I'm like, this is going to come across wrong or it's going to be misinterpreted okay. or taken mm-hmm. out of context. Mm-hmm. So I take those types of things out. I'm like very, very careful and deliberate with what I leave in and what I take out. Yeah. So yeah, in that regard, I'm super hyper conscious of what other people think. So I'm very careful with it. But in every other way, I don't care what people think. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't care what people in my real life perceive me as. I care what people I do not know perceive me as. Um, But yeah, I think actually we can all we can all give give um, songs. Just because I said so and I'm nosy, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So but we'll <laughs> um, we'll give Tuma the honors of going first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> recently, uh, so I've been just I think two days ago, Jack Harlow's song called Gang Gang Gang. It's on his newest album, and it's a song about him talking about his childhood mm-hmm. friends who they grew up around with and then each verse is two different individuals and one i think i just don't want to spoil it <laughs> it's pretty short and it, the story is pretty okay okay uh second one yeah and then my other song is called do not mm-hmm. disturb by i forget the artist name i think it's a nigerian pop artist i've been really into oh, it slaps. Right now. um i sing the shit out of that genre and I cannot sing. <laughs> but I love ruling out loud. <laughs> okay, Chardonnay, do you have your two songs? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, the first song, I've been listening to this song like for a while now, but mm-hmm. I just like it. And I never, I don't think I ever mentioned it on a podcast, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's an uh, African artist. Um, Bello Falcao, if I'm saying it correctly. I think so. But anyway, he sings a song called Dibango Dibanga. I don't know if you heard it before it, it i think I, I found it on tiktok i don't know but yeah, i just like i just like the the beat and the way that he sings the song and then my second song is um blessings from nadia batson again because i was listening to it yeah. with my mom um so my and first you? song is called snooze uh it's by augusty and it features ryuchi sakamoto and also usang um okay it's a beautiful song, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for people who do not know who Ryuichi Sakamoto is, he is a world-renowned, very, um, very, uh, very much award-winning, hella accolades um, composer and pianist. He passed away recently. Mm. So mm. I believe that this is his last ever um performance if you will on a on a track track okay um yeah and i've spoken about augusty before i don't think i've ever mentioned usang before but augusty mm. is also sugar yeah. from bts um so yeah that's the song and it's just really beautiful and usang has like a really crazy voice and mm. then my second song is what it is <laughs> <laughs> the solo version by dochi <laughs> the solo version by dochi that song is just it's in my head 24 7 um mm. but yeah those are my two songs um podcast uh, this is Bidu. <laughs> he's he's 12 <laughs> he's 12 years old yeah, and, he's he's, an old and he loves a little he loves a little barky bark so mm-hmm. all the barks that you've heard in past episodes in the bloopers this is your guy um okay well tuma oh my goodness thank you for coming back yes me thank you a bunch of noise while i'm talking <laughs> I was gonna say, thank you so much for um joining us again on the podcast yes always a pleasure we'll probably invite you back again at some point for sure i feel like i'm just gonna make it a yearly occurrence so once a year <laughs> we're just gonna have we're just gonna have two on the podcast yeah because <laughs> it was it's Say it's less. been almost Almost exactly a year ago, give or take a couple of months, that we mm-hmm. first had you on. Mm-hmm. So I really like talking to you guys because, again, it's, I think it's because we're just all creatives. You like we we have even if we, our opinions are different, the 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 thought process yeah. is pretty yeah. much the same, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's fun. 
Like I have a I, look. Don't get me wrong. I love my friends, but they all work corporate stuff. So like, there's not a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. we can talk yeah. about yeah. in terms yeah. of that. But so it's nice. It's nice to like talk freely mm. about this stuff. It's so fun. much fun. And yeah. I'm glad to hear your commissions mm. are commissioning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and things and things are going well on Fiverr. Very much excited mm. for your new new. Mm. When whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll always be there sharing mm-hmm. the things, liking the yeah. things, listening to the things. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Okay. Well, so first and foremost, follow Tuma on his socials. Tuma, do you want to share your socials there with the people? At Wiser Observer on Instagram, the Wiser Observer on TikTok. Uh, my Facebook page <laughs> is down yes. because it was hacked into, but uh, the other two you can follow cool. me on. Cool. Um, and then in terms of the podcast... If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Turn on post notifications. Yes. If you feel like it. Um, where else are we? Spotify. <laughs> First of all. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow the podcast. Rate the podcast. Share it with your friends and family. And then also um, our little Instagram and TikTok page is at Don't Touch My Music Pod. On both. Yeah, and we post bloopers over there. We post our music of the week over there, so you'll be seeing um, mine and Chardonnay's and Tuma's little song recommendations over there. And then, yeah, man, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.